Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,412. Luck is when opportunity meets preparation. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. That's right, 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft has been manufacturing premium quality exterior and interior covers for over 50 years with a stellar reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom-patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit over 80,000 patterns and growing. They are the only cover I'll put on my vehicles. You can choose from a wide variety of fabrics, styles, colors, and more. From full cover designs for factory to custom-made vehicles, plus convertible top covers, trucks, truck cab coolers, motorcycles, scooters, ATVs, trailers, campers, personal watercraft, and a wide variety of custom features. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Mark Green here. I'm a car care fanatic. You know that. And I've discovered Migliori Luxury Car Care Products. Migliori Strata Coating is a ceramic treatment that you can easily apply by yourself. It provides your special vehicle with a high-gloss finish and lasts for over a year. Migliori Strata Coating features an extreme hydrophobic finish, so water sheets right away, reducing water spotting, and it makes your car washing a breeze. With over a 100 positive reviews on Amazon, this is a time-tested product that's made here in the USA. With fall and winter on the way, protect your vehicle's finish with Migliori. You'll find all their premium car care products at MigliorIWax.com. Plus, you'll get 10% off at checkout by using the code CARSYEAH. 10% off, what a deal. That's M-I-G-L-I-O-R-E-Wax.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from Sedgefield, South Africa, Jeff Goddard. Hey, Jeff, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm totally ready and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, thank you for thank you for the invite. That's good. You're welcome. Jeff Goddard has been the sporting director at the Nisna Samola Hill Climb as a volunteer since 2008. He studied automotive technology at Reading College in the UK and then went working for Ford and later at VATCHAM Crash Test Research Center. Jeff raced stock cars in the UK and won the English and World Super Stocks Championship in 1969, 70, and 72. He then emigrated to South Africa in 1974 and ran his own repair and tuning shop and later as a test engineer on military vehicles. He worked at the BMW Group as a test and development engineer and he managed their test operations. Jeff was a BMW SA works driver in Group N and Touring Cars and was the team manager as well. Listeners will remember Jeff's son Kai, who's been a double guest here on Cars. Yeah, so it's great to have uh, the father of the son here on the show. I've had several father and son partnerships here on the show, uh, including uh, the Lion Dykes, another family of racers. So you're in good company here as a Cars Yeah alumni. 
Jeff, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment before I jump into the questions and share a little bit more about your life and your passion for automobiles and racing? Yes. Uh, thank you, Mark. I, I was, I've been interested in motorcars from a very early stage. Uh, I was involved with, with uh, the, the very earliest opportunity I could with my Ovaltec uh, races. I just love the, the smell of rubber and all the rest of it. I got into it. Uh, obviously, then uh, I took a path in the motor industry. I, I, I went to college. As you said, I was with a Ford. I was a Ford technician. My oval track racing was a really, really wonderful thing for me to do. I, I, I derived a lot of skills out of that, and I have still lots of fond memories from those days. Talking a bit more. More later on, I was lucky enough to, to get a position at BMW and, and I was, I worked for BMW from 1982 right through to June 2006 when I retired. And now since uh, I've been retired here on the coast, uh, I've got involved with the Nice and Somalia Hill Climb, which is also giving me a lot of pleasure and I'm giving back to motorsport, which is very nice for me. Well, it's a wonderful life you've had, and I love the fact that you're still involved with the, with the hill climb, and we're going to learn more about that in a moment. But first, I want to ask you for a success quote or a mantra, some kind of saying that's been instrumental in your life, and it's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars. Yeah, Jeff, I know you love to drive, so take the wheel. Yeah, so paramount for me, luck is when opportunity meets preparation. That's the, that I stand by that. That works for me. And also what works for me is success is always a moving target. So those two together, that's what keeps me rolling. I've interviewed hundreds of race car drivers and many, many, if not all of them have said, you win the race in the preparation, not at the track. And that's so true in life as well. If you're not prepared and you go into anything, uh, chances are you might not do a very good job. So I love that saying. Uh, I'm not really one that believes in luck. I always say it's when that preparation and opportunity kind of collide together is when good things happen in life. Is that what you've learned? That's totally it, yeah. I'm still applying that that mindset today. Since I've retired, I've, I've, I've got a newfound passion. I'm busy keelboat sailing along the coast here. And those principles still apply that mantra. Especially when you're involved with the ocean. You always want to be prepared, that's for sure, because the ocean... <laughs> Uh, yeah. Like a racetrack is not very forgiving. Well, let's go back in time and have you share a story that instigated your personal passion for cars. You touched on a little bit at the beginning here when you spoke, but was there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were going to be a race car driver and a car guy? Yeah, I, I realized my passion for cars and mechanics at a very early age. So for me, I can remember building model cars and mechanisms from a it's not a toy. It's a. It's a, it's called a Meccano set, but it comprises of little nuts and bolts and strips of pieces of metal with holes and and braces. You can build a whole car. There there are there are sprockets, shafts, and and I I spend hours with that. And I can remember each Christmas I would get a I, I would be gifted by the next generation of Meccano. And by the time I was fourteen, I was really yeah, I'd, I'd learned a lot about mechanics and mechanical advantages, and it was quite amazing. So that put me on a very good platform. Then I was lucky enough 
at the age of 14 to be to be given an old Ford 10 horsepower car with whatever skills I had at the time I got going with that car I got it running and then I was lucky enough to gain unapproved access to a local forest and that consisted of a lot of gravel access roads and then I soon got the feeling of the wheel spinning four-wheel drifting and the white knuckle driving and after that the passion for cars and motorsport was sown. The seed, the seed was sown. Unfortunately, the opportunity was short-lived to get access to the forest, and that resulted in the car getting confiscated. That oh, was wow. it. It was gone, <laughs> but I, I, it, it was good while it lasted. Yeah, and it was then that uh, I realised that I, I was, I was going to. Definitely want to be a race driver and be part of the automotive industry. That was, I could see that pathway clear. Well, uh, uninvited access, I guess, or the words you used (laughs) were a little different, but there's the clue. You were off in somebody's land playing with cars that you shouldn't have been. So, well, it was the, you could call it the state forest. Oh, (laughs) the government. Yeah. Yeah, They don't like it. They don't like you messing with their land. That's for sure. Well, you've chosen a, or you chose a career in auto sports and you did a lot of racing, which is fraught with ups and downs, challenges and even failures. I would love for you to talk about a time in your life that you faced a great challenge and kind of walk us through that and, and help us understand what the learning lesson there was and how you came out in a positive way on the other end. Yeah. If I cast my mind back, um, a failure would, would be having to close my automotive repair and tuning business. I, I realized that I realized that entrepreneurship was perhaps not for me. I found it difficult to look at the numbers and balance sheets of my main focus being work, the workshop and quality of work. So I'd lost sight of the words of my father at that point. And he always said, look after the money and everything will look after itself. Very important in business. You know, I've heard this from many, many guests who were craftsmen, they're very good with their hands, but when they tried to run a business, that business part of it was a real challenge. And some of them, uh, like you, decided to go on to something different. Others brought in people who were better, perhaps at watching the money, accountants and and analysts and things like that. But uh, what was your biggest takeaway lesson from that experience, albeit painful at the time, uh, that helped you move forward? Well, it was just that just that fact about not really being good at myself at business so that's it in a nutshell but uh i was then in south africa i had to i had to move on i and I, I, I had some some family members around me but not many so i really had to pull all my resources and get my head around something and then i realized that there was a, a definite career path here in south africa the automotive industry in pretoria where i was living at the time there were there was a Nissan plant, a BMW plant, and then a Ford plant. So there were opportunities. And as soon as I re- did some research, I realized that I could actually start a good career path, which was when I went with the, with the military truck contract. You know, there's a good metaphor for this that people have told me is when you're digging a hole and you realize perhaps you're digging the wrong hole, stop and crawl out when you can. Unless, unless you, until you get it too deep and you can't crawl out and then you find yourself in big trouble. So I think identifying uh, challenges, weaknesses, areas that you need to improve and then moving to something else. But I love the fact that you stayed with your passion, the automotive industry, and you saw opportunity with those manufacturing facilities. 
You touched on this a little earlier. I always ask my guests to talk about their first really special car, the first special car in their life. Now, for you, it might be the first real race car you set in, or it might be a street car. Maybe share a memory you have about what that special ride for you was. Yeah, that, that the car that definitely comes to mind was way back uh, when I lived in the UK, and it was a Ford Zephyr 6, 1966 model. I've always got fond memories of this car. It was my first real car, which I went on to modify in the usual way in the day, lowered suspension, wider wheels, triple carbs, modified exhaust. Good fun. It came. This car came standard with a three-speed column shift transmission. So the column shift together with a with a full bench seat meant that uh, when you drive in the car, and this was important to me at the time, that you can actually have your girlfriend could sit sort of right up close and personal in the middle of the car. So in those days, uh, the girlfriend uh, was known as your squeezer. So if you came along with your car with your buddies, they would look for a female occupant right next to you, which was your squeezer. <laughs> you know, that's funny. I've never heard that term, but when you said a bench seat, that was my first thought. So I think our minds are in the same place as yeah. having a date that could sit real close to you and you could drive uh, and enjoy her company. But uh, a squeezer, that's a new one on me. Yeah. I, I wouldn't like to elaborate too much, but I think you get the gist of what, what it could mean. Yeah. Yeah. I think I do just a little bit. A Ford Zephyr 6, that's a car that they never really imported into the U.S. Has a very unique uh, no, no. That grill. Was, uh, Ford United Kingdom car. They, yes. it's, uh, it, it's a smaller car than uh, the American Fords at that time. Sure, that's, absolutely. Yeah, but, it, but it was a nice car. In wanting to tune that car, I opted for a Hurst shift on the floor. There was a conversion. And after I did that conversion, then the opportunity for the squeezer was gone. She had to move more to the left. You you had a new love. That was the car, the her shifter. Oh, and the date got relinquished to the other side. You have a car that's been in your life that you let go, that you have a bit of a seller's remorse about, a car you wish you still had? Oh, uh, that's a difficult to size. It would be the Ford Zephyr. That was a, a that always fond memories. And my, my stock car that I won the... the World Championship in 1971. If I could have that car and just be able to sit in that thing and just look out through and just all those memories will come streaming back, I'm sure. Absolutely. I can't tell you how many guests I've had on the show that are race car drivers that wish they kept their first race car. Every single one of them. And some of them did, but I realize most of us have to sell a car to get the next car. Uh, I don't have my first race cars. I wish I still had that uh, 1960 Lotus Formula Junior that I first got to do vintage racing in. Uh, But uh, sometimes you got to let those things go. I would love for you to share what has you excited and fired up these days. You mentioned being retired, sailing off the coast, enjoying life, but you're still in motorsports. You donate your time to the Smola Hill Climb. Tell our listeners a little bit about what this event's all about. Yeah, so the Nisla Smola Hill Climb, it's an ongoing project for me. So I've been a member of the organizing team since its inception uh, more than a decade ago. I continue to be sporting director, and I really enjoy putting putting back into motorsport in a meaningful way. It uh, also gives me a chance to, to meet up again with a lot of my old competitors and together with new 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 competitors. It's a, it's a wonderful thing for me. It's very heartwarming to, to be able to do that. I derive a lot of... Lot of uh, pleasure 
Pleasure. There you go. Could you explain to our listeners exactly what a hill climb is? Some people may not know what that means when it comes to, to racing. Yeah, so it's a, it's a point-to-point thing. So it's standing start, and you actually pass through a, a beam, and that triggers the the the, uh, the timing device, and then there's obviously a, a trigger at the end of the end of the circuit, and it's just your elapsed time. So you're not racing against somebody up the hill. You're going. You're competing against yourself, basically by yourself. The Nosa Hill Climb. It's uh, one one point nine kilometer stretch, leading up uh, adjacent to the Samola Hill. Sorry, the Samola Golf Estate. So it has an elevation of uh, 153 meters. The climb, and what kind of cars compete? We have lots of lots of uh, different cars. We have classes for standard cars, for modified saloon cars, and for modified tin tops. Tin tops. Tin tops or modified saloon cars. There you go. There you go. They do that with a local group that I used to race with Sovereign here in the Pacific Northwest. They did a Mary's Hill hill climb. It's a road down in Oregon that's a marvelous road that goes to the top of this hill. Uh, they repaved it, and we could go there and drive. I always remember the, the one time I competed there, um, you had to be very careful because there were no guardrails or anything. It wasn't as serious as Pike's Peak, but if you went off a certain at certain points, it could be your last off, so you had to be very sensitive to your driving skills and uh, the speed you were carrying through some of the corners. But I thought it was great fun to compete against yourself with your timing. And there was all different kinds of cars. I did it in my Lotus. There was coupes. There was even Formula 2 cars, uh, some very fast cars that went up the hill and some motorcycles as well. So hill climbs are cool. Samola hill climb, very, very cool. Well, Jeff, up next is the last lap before we put the pedal to the metal. Let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. When you want proven performance, there's one brand that's been around since 1938. That's Edelbrock, building the finest American-made performance products for the street and track. Edelbrock's products are designed and dyno-proven to deliver maximum results. Edelbrock has thousands of made-in-the-USA performance products for all makes and models. From their new AVS2 carburetor and innovative ProFlow 4 EFI for your muscle car, or truck. To superchargers for your daily driver and more, visit edelbrock.com. To check out the latest products for your ride, and when you're ready to check out, enter Cars Yeah in the coupon code and get 10% off your order. That's Edelbrock, automotive performance since 1938. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer 
and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars yeah! website at carsyeah.com. All right, Jeff, we are back, and I have a bit of an introspective question for you. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a vehicle, what would Jeff be and why? Mark, before before we go to that question, I'd just like to just just uh, say a f- few more things about the hill climb. It was very, very pertinent because the, the hill climb actually came from very un- humble beginnings, and it's now South Africa's premier motorsport lifestyle event. So over the years, it's become very popular with competitors, resulting in us having to make it now an, an invitational race. So in making it an in, invitational race, we, we, we looked at uh, the Pikes Peak, uh, the way they do it, and uh, we more or less followed their, the way they do the invitational process, and that really works for us. So, and also just, just to tell you, we have a, a classic car element as well. That not only the, the classes that I mentioned to you. So the classic car part of it is re- really, uh, really grown over the years. And it's quite amazing how many really up running perfect classic cars are in the Neisner area. So the guys don't have to come too far to compete. That is very, very cool. Well, you know, be careful what you start. You might build it into something very successful. So. As you have with this hill climb, I think that's that's just brilliant. And I love the fact that all these different kinds of cars compete, including classic cars. Now, back to my question about what kind of car Jeff would be. How do you envision yourself as steel and iron and rubber? I see myself as being a pickup truck. I would carry a load and assist other vehicles along the way. Well, you know, I think that kind of makes sense with what you're talking about is you're a helper. You're someone that makes things happen, uh, steadfast. You start and run off. You know, you're not a sensitive race car, exotic car of any kind. You just kind of make things happen. So I think that's a good answer. Well, we are going to enter the last lap. This is a place you've been many times. The white flag is out. Time to put our foot into it. And I'm going to ask you to fire off some series of questions and give our listeners some quick blips of that pickup truck throttle. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice or racing advice you've ever received? Tires are an all-important element of, of, a, of a car, so never never go cheap with the replacement of your tires. Buy the correct spec for your car. That's definitely an all-important factor for me. You know, absolutely. I think tires are neglected by a lot of people, and if you go to a tire store and you talk to people that put tires on cars, they'll tell you almost every car that comes in is underinflated, uh, worn, it's not been inspected, uh, but they're so important. I don't know why people ignore them. Uh, I'm one of these rare people that love getting new tires. I love the smell of new rubber on my car. I think it's fantastic, and you can really tell the difference when you have some new rubber on your car. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? Yeah, if I if I, I look back, I, I definitely uh, I'm all important and and I'm steadfast in in accurate recording of data, so you can see where you've come from. And then where you want to go to project planning to detail, very important. So for me, I would just like to make a quote here that failing to plan is like preparing to fail. That I think that sums it up. Yeah, that's another classic racing concept is uh, you have to plan. 
And I love that quote too. That's a great quote. I've heard that from a few of my guests. So uh, yeah, if you don't plan, you might as well plan to fail. That's for sure. How about a resource? Is there one that you seem to go to these days? Maybe a website, an app, a supplier, maybe even a person in your life? Um, for me personally, uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm okay with what we're doing. But uh, what's exciting me is what my, my son's doing. He started a track company called Track Record, and he's coaching, basically coaching. He's, but he's probably explained everything to your listeners already. That's really good for me to see that happening and to see this furthering of what the Goddard family are about. And he's he's certainly making me proud, and he's making us all proud of what he's doing there. You know, I had Kai and his business partners on the show a couple of months ago, and uh, Track Record, a record is R-E-K-O-R-D, is a fabulous new company. Of course, your son, uh, Kai, which I know you're very proud of, uh, as I am with my son, all dads are, uh, is doing some really fantastic things, and I would encourage listeners to check out Track Record, R-E-K-O-R-D, dot com. You can check out the driving programs they're doing. These guys are on some really cool, great things, and uh, they're going to be taking this nationwide and worldwide, I have no doubt. So I can see why you're very proud of Kai. Go back and listen to his talk here on Cars. Yeah, first, first his first talk when he was an instructor at a driving school, and now with this new company that he has. I'm glad you mentioned Track Record. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be? That would definitely be Dale Earnhardt. I've been a a long fan of NASCAR. We watch NASCAR. We've got the TrackPast app on our devices here, and we we watch it with a passion. And over the years, Dale Earnhardt has got to be right up there. So I'd like to chat, chat with him about racecraft, all those great passes, drafting. I've seen him come from from eighth place right through to first in 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 the last three laps. Wonderful stuff. I'd like to get a a good insight into how he how he pulls that off. That would be a good discussion. You know, no doubt. I mean, absolutely fabulous race car driver, and uh, lost him way too soon. I I think so many people would love to sit down with him uh, and download some of that data he had in his in his head of how how he raced. Now, how about a book? Is there a book you'd like to share with our listeners that you've enjoyed? Yeah, it's quite a simple one. Uh, I would still imagine it's available in America, but it's The Book of Stock Car Wisdom by Criswell Freeman. This book was uh, gifted to me by, again, Sun Kai. It's a small booklet, but it's got so many uh, interesting quotes from all the, the various stock car guys. Very interesting. It's not, you know, it's, not a, it's not a huge story. There's no real dialogue in there. It's just quotes. but. For me, that's a magic book. You know, nobody's ever mentioned that book before, but I think it's great. And what adds a little heartwarming story here is that your son gifted that book to you. So I think that makes it even more, more special for sure. Well, I'll remind our listeners, you can find all these great links on Jeff's show notes page. Just go to carsyad.com, if I can say that correctly, and type in Jeff. And Jeff spells his name that very unique European way, G-E-O-F-F, Goddard, G-O-D-D-A-R-D. And his page will pop right up. All right, Jeff, we're up to the checkered flag, a place you've been many, many times. And I'm going to do something very special for you today. I'm going to buy you a very cool collector car, vintage race car, something fun to park in your garage. But for me to do this, you've got to abide by my rules. The first one is you've got to drive it, but I don't think that's a problem for you. Secondly, you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with or a new sailboat. You've got to keep it. 
Uh, third is it's the only collector car or vintage race car you can have in your collection. So choose wisely, my friend. It's uh, without a doubt, it would be a BMW. And by this time, you you probably realize that I'm, but I'm remain loyal and prefer BMW products. So for me, the first generation BMW M Coupe, that. 1966 to 2002 model. Yeah, it's by now it's old school, but uh, that car with this e- E46 M3 engine would be definitely my choice of correct collector car. It's a unique and complete driver's car for me. Superb power, super driving and handling characteristics that, that really demonstrate the BMW di- driving dynamics to the full. It's uh, wonderful for me, wonderful. Perfect car for driver training, track days, or just having a ton of fun on the road. Really great car. Well, that car is very near and dear to my heart as well. I have an E46 M3. I've had two of those cars. Uh, I bought, when they first came out with them, I bought one. And then I bought, which I still have in my garage, a 2005 model that basically mimics that. Uh, Beautiful silver with a red interior. And I'll tell you, every time I've thought about getting rid of that car, in fact, I had a Porsche 993 as a daily driver that I bought between the first one and the second one because I'm a Porsche guy, but I love BMWs as well. But I went back to the M3 as my daily driver, just much better car as a daily user car. I took that car on the track many, many times. Uh, The first one I had, that's the one that got me into racing. Uh, So you and I share a passion for a very special car. I I think they're fantastic. If I had to ask you, uh, what's one thing you love most about that E46 uh, M3, what would it be? The E46 M3, because the coupe has the E46 M3 engine. But the the, the actual M3 is a superb car as well. And what's good about those cars, even in in city driving, it's a a high-performance car, but it's equally as good in stop-go traffic. So even your wife can drive it. It's wonderful. Yeah, and what I love about mine, and I know the coupe is different than than the version of my car, but what I love about mine is that sport button that you get pushed that just changes it into a whole different kind of yeah. animal. I am not a, not a fan of uh, these the new technology with the with the fancy buttons. I like to keep a car that I want to enjoy mustn't have all those dynamic aids. It's just me and the car. That's that's what I like. But that's just me. That's personal. Well, you've got the skill sets far beyond mine, my friend. So I need some of those aids to keep me out of trouble. But you know how to do it between your brain and your hands and the, the, the rear end of your seat, uh, for sure. I think they're great cars, though. Nice choice. Well, Jeff, you've taken me on a great ride today. I'm glad Kai put us together. Thank you so much for calling in all the way from South Africa today to share your story. In your life, no doubt our uh, listeners are going to love it. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the sunset in that M Coupe? Yeah, well, throughout life, I always keep the following in mind. And it would be when you have to start compromising yourself and your morals for people around you, it's probably time to change the people around you. You know, that's a great saying, and it's something very, very important for young people, too. My mom used to say, be careful who you choose as your friends, because you're the culmination of the people you surround yourself with. So those are very wise words from a guy who's been there and done that. Is there a way for people to follow along online with the Smola Hill Climb? Is there a website? Uh, Mark, just, I'd just like to add, add to that. There's another thing that I would that I also live by, and that would be always be yourself, because the people that matter don't mind 
and the ones that, that mine don't matter. Another great thought you've shared with us there today. That's brilliant. No wonder you raised such a great son in Kai, for sure. And how about the Smola Hill Climb? Is there a website where people can go and learn more about it? There is indeed. There is indeed. It's uh, up and running. Uh, so you can reach us on www.simolahillclimb.com or on our social media handle at Neisner Speed Festival. Neisner Speed Festival. I'm going to type that here uh, so I get that right. Well, re- listeners, I'll remind you, you can find everything Jeff has shared on his Cars Yeah show notes page. Just type Jeff, G-E-O-F-F, into that search bar. Hey, Jeff, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your experiences with our listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. And when I run into Kai, I'll give him a big cheers for you. How's that sound? That sounds great. And Mark, thank you for the opportunity. It's great to have been on your show. And thank you. Thank you. Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah. Did you know you can now see me? on the Cars Yeah! TV show. It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars Yeah! podcast guests, and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars Yeah! TV is making its mark. Cars Yeah! TV is available on MAV TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find MAV TV on Direct TV, Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Lucas Oil Racing Television online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!